Hey y'all, part three coming up in just one second with Christopher Powers of Golf Digest to talk all things live, PGA Tour, The Open, Cam Smith, Tiger Woods, all that good stuff coming up in just one second. Uh, Don't forget folks, if you missed part one and part two of the Wednesday, July 20th, 2022 edition here on the Chase Most Podcast, guess what? If you are uh, subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts, it is readily available every episode for each and every day, but also getting those notifications that they pop up here on this very feed uh, each and every day. So make sure you tap in, subscribe, like all that good stuff uh, on your preferred podcast players so that you never miss an episode. Uh, another jam-packed show for coming for you guys tomorrow, but uh, this will do it here on a Wednesday on the Chase Must Podcast. If you missed my conversation with Rusty Wright or Van Graff's John Taylor, guess what? All here on this very feed. So go check that out uh, when you have a second as well. Thank you as always for making the Chase Must Podcast part of your day. Listen here on the Blue Wire Pod Network. Email this very program with any questions you might have. Gmail uh, Podcast at gmail.com. Tweet at me at Chase double underscore Thomas and like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. All right, wrapping up here on a Wednesday. Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, welcome back to the Chase Thomas podcast. Taping this on a Tuesday afternoon. A first timer, Christopher Powers, is here. Chris, good afternoon, sir. How are you doing? All good, Chase. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for being here, man. Uh, how was your weekend? How was the uh, the watching uh, the the open and everything else? Did you have a fun time doing that? Of course, it's great. I, it's amazing. I get get paid to uh, to do this. I'm very very thankful. And it was a great open, of course. So it was a fun one to watch. It's always fun to to get up in the morning and <clears throat> have a few cups of coffee and watch uh, a major championship golf. So definitely a, definitely a strong weekend. What is your schedule? Like, how do you do it? Like, I take notes on all the stuff that I watch. How do you take notes uh, when you're watching a tournament play out and kind of get a feel of what you want to write about and what stands out to you? How, what is your process like over the weekend? Um, well, for a major, um, I did get to go to the U.S. Open, which was nice. Mm. Um, but like for the other majors where I'm watching from home, I'm usually doing a lot of the live blog and kind of just the... Um, random stuff that pops up that's kind of like blog worthy um because when we have guys at majors we kind of want them to focus on the bigger topics and um obviously they have access to the players when they're there so uh, those of us who who do the majors from home um kind of just fill in the blanks wherever you know fun viral stuff that happens um good quotes kind of peruse for that um and yeah like i said live blog so you're kind of just following the action and, and waiting for stuff to happen really but for you, do you like, is there one guy where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm watching this. I'm going to go back and see what's happening here. Is that, is that something you, you focus in on a couple guys where just for your own personal watching, so you get a better feel for how they're playing that weekend and where they're at. And like maybe even going in where you're like, they were bad these last few weeks before. I'm really curious to see what they, what they play like over the weekend. I mean, from a gambling perspective, yeah, 100%. I have about 20 different guys I'm, I'm locked in on, and, and I've done plenty of research on before actually wagering on them. So, yeah, I would say um, looking at looking at it through a gambling lens, I absolutely have uh, you know my favorites on the leaderboard, and uh, I'm finding ways to follow their every shot um, however I can. Interesting. Well, what did you make of Cameron Smith's win over the weekend? Did was it just as um like 
it was just pretty dominant. It was a pretty wild weekend for him, and it, it just never really felt all that particularly close. Like Rory had this great weekend, and it'll just be kind of lost in, in the shuffle. But what did you make of his weekend, and were you surprised at all by it? Not surprised by it. Um, actually, my biggest takeaway was, like you just said, it was kind of dominant, and he had that really um, couple bad decisions on Saturday trying to hit that shot out of the bunker, made a bad double. Usually you make a double on the weekend, at a major, that's kind of curtains for you. Your, your week's over. So to see him still come back and win was was really impressive. So my takeaway was it could have been even more dominant the way he was playing. And, uh, you know, he could have won by four or five shots had that double not happened. And then he made a couple other bad decisions down the stretch. So really impressive. And like you said, I think it's kind of got lost in the, you know, what Rory could have done, what Rory should have done. Um, and we're not really kind of giving Cam the credit he sort of deserves for that that performance, especially on Sunday and on the back nine where he kind of just took it. And in a pretty short period of time, he kind of stole the tournament away from Rory McIlroy. Was that a surprise? Is Cam Smith someone that you've been expecting to, to have this kind of weekend for a while now? Or uh, was it the alternative there? Not surprising at all. He has been... Um, that good and and in the majors as well. If everyone recalls, I believe it was the COVID Masters that that Dustin Johnson won at around 20 under. Uh, Cam was right there, um, 15 mm-hmm. under. He shot all four rounds under 70, which had never um, been done at the Masters before, uh, and he did it and didn't win. So it was pretty pretty impressive. Dustin just had the better week that week, sort of like Cam kind of had the better week than than Rory this week. But we saw him dominate in Kapalua, that Tournament of Champions way back in January, a couple other wins. Um, he's kind of peaking. He's in that, in that mode right now, late twenties where guys kind of tend to tend to peak and, and win a bunch of tournaments in a small period of time. So um, be interested to see next year, obviously with all the, the crazy live stuff um, and uh, he's rumored to be going. So we'll see. He'll be back at the open championship. I would, I would imagine he's, he's exempt into next year with, with the win. So even, even if he does go to live, I think he'll still be invited back to that. Um, so yeah, I, I think, um, he's just kind of getting started here. So you think he's, uh, he's the, he's at the early portion of his prime and that big winter coming, maybe he's a, he's a good early bet for the masters next year. Yeah, absolutely. He's got a great history, uh, at the masters. And a lot of people made the correlation between Augusta guys who play well at Augusta tend to play well, well at St. Andrews. I unfortunately didn't financially agree with that and didn't bet on Cam Smith, uh, this past. Why do you think that is? I think it's they're both they both just kind of sort of engage the mind in, in a different way that these guys um, see, you know, throughout the year on the PGA Tour. And um, I don't know, Cam's a Cam's a creative player. He, he does he bash the driver, but um, the way he puts and chips is kind of you know uh, second to none really, and, and that usually plays pretty well at uh, Augusta National and uh, a place like St Andrews. Who was the biggest surprise for the weekend for you, both in a positive manner and in a negative manner? Well, I would say negative. Um, the way Victor Hovland played on Sunday was, was mm. shocking because um, he's, I, he, I know he's a percentages math type of guy, but he's also, you know, his best weapon is the driver. And he did mention he was kind of playing the percentages on the weekend, but he bashes the driver and he kind of went away from that to a super conservative approach um, at St. Andrews where everyone was kind of bashing driver and then just wedging it on or, or bashing driver on, on the green and, you know, trying to two putt for birdie. So pretty, um, pretty upsetting, uh, Sunday from him, but he'll be back. Um, I think that was just that first time you get into the fire at, at a major, 
um, you know, you, you turn into somebody different. And I think that's kind of what happened with Victor Hovland. So definitely surprising um, to see that. And then on the positive side, um, it's a good question. Cameron Young, I would say for sure. Hmm. Um, a guy like Hovland who did get into the fire at, at the PGA and I thought it held up pretty well. I, you know, I think he made a late double um, on like 16 or 17 at Southern Hills, but then uh, birdied one of the last two holes coming in and had still had a chance to get into that playoff. And then to see him get back into the mix here at St. Andrews, especially after he went over and played the Scottish Open and looked pretty bad, but he mentioned um, kind of the, the time change, the jet lag. It took him a while to get used to, and he got used to it pretty quickly, obviously took the first-round lead and did not fade away. And then to shoot – I mean, to shoot 65 on Sunday and lose, everyone feels bad for Rory McIlroy. I feel really bad for, for Cam Young. He shoots 65. Hmm on Sunday at a major and you're in one of the last two groups, that's, that's usually going to get it done. And, and uh, he got clipped by one shot uh, by the other Cameron. What's next for Tiger Woods? <laughs> quite, quite, quite the mystery. I, I would say, um, I think, you know, maybe we see him once before um, the masters next year, he'll pop up at a zero world challenge. I don't know if he'll play. It depends on how he feels that, that that'll be in December. Um, if he feels up for it, he'll play. Um, that might be the only time he plays before before Augusta. He's he said, uh, you know, he, he's never going to play a full schedule again. And um, the St. Andrews thing, I know he said he'll probably play more opens, but that, that kind of felt like the end. I don't think it's the end. But, um, yeah, I think we'll see him try to tee it up in the majors as long as he's eligible for all of them. So the Masters is life for sure. The open um, is, you know, up until your, your sixties. And as long as you're competitive um, U S open, he's no longer um, eligible for, unfortunately. And the PGA is also a lifer. So he can always go back to those three. So I think he'll play in the majors as long as uh, his body holds up. But as for the other events, I don't know. That's such a mystery right now. I don't know if he wants the tournament reps. He said um, the thing, the biggest takeaway, he said it, it's so hard for him to get ready for these rounds. Hmm. And that, that includes, you know, after the round, he's got to get his body right too. So a lot goes into that. So I don't know. It's a mystery right now. How did he look to you? Did he look over the weekend where it was about what he expected? It's just, is there one particular thing about his health that you think is just, he's just not going to get over it? Do you think there is reason for optimism that he could still win another major down the road? Like, what did you see health wise and the way he was swinging and just his performance and not making the cut again at the open? I thought he did look uh, healthier than he did at, at Southern Hills. Um, hmm the weather obviously plays a huge factor in that. Like if it was cold, it was obviously unseasonably hot this past week uh, in Scotland. If it was cold and rainy in the morning, I, I don't know how long he lasts, to be honest with you. Mm. He said it takes him so long to kind of get ready and, and get his body warm. Um, I think the weather helped. And obviously it's a much flatter course. I know there's bumps and, and undulations and all that, but it's a flat links course, whereas Southern Hills was was very Augusta-like and up and down. And um, that's hard on the leg. And, and he keeps saying he's he's – you know, he's in pain every day. And and after that last back fusion surgery, he said he was pain free. And then of course this car accident happens and now it just adds a whole new wrinkle to um, his pain. You know, he's, he's always in pain now. I don't think he'll ever not be in pain. I don't think he's going to, you know, get healthier with age. So um, I don't know. I, the last two uh, tournaments, you know, he fought hard to make the cut at Southern Hills. That was really fun to watch. But then to see him go out Saturday morning and play the way he did, I don't know if he can hold up for, for 72 holes anymore. Um, 
Yeah, that's that's a bummer. Uh, there's just no other way around it. This is a bummer. But what's interesting, too, is that he obviously had that press conference and he just it was very firm. Like Tiger Woods is not going to live like that seems like just done. Right. Like he is not going to make that jump. And that's not something he's going to walk back later. No matter, no matter how much money they throw at him. It seems like they got him to be. Um, not the spokesman, but just kind of the guy to stop, hopefully stop the bleeding. Are you surprised that, like you mentioned, um, Cam Smith maybe making the jump and other like other big names potentially? Are you surprised that that has not uh, kind of pushed the momentum back or swung the momentum back towards the PGA Tour right now? Um, no, not surprised. I think with all the hmm. money involved, and especially Cam goes on and wins this thing, is he drives his value up. Um, no, not surprised. I think they're going to keep swiping guys. Um, I have no information on who it's going to be, but I, I would imagine, um, they'll, they'll get at least a few more top 10 players in the world pretty soon here. Um, Cam might wait it out a little bit. He's, he's going to be, you know, right there in the FedEx cup. He might want to win that big prize and, and then make the jump. So, um, no, not surprised at all. I, I am surprised to see how, um, strong they're getting this quickly but um it, it appears they're not they're not going anywhere is it good or bad for golf that live is getting stronger and stronger i would say from 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 our perspective a content perspective it's been really good we've had a great uh past two months people are i've never had so many people ask me uh about golf and what's what's kind of going on people who probably never watched a golf shot in their life it's just really struck a chord with um the, the general public at large so mm. um yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Um, well, what do you think is uh, what? Do you, what do you think is the biggest thing the PGA Tour can do to kind of withstand the bleeding? What can they do to affect like and change a lot? It, you mentioned the money, and obviously the money is a big part of this. But like, is there something that they can actually do in the short term to kind of shift the narrative and to kind of get these guys back on back on just the PGA Tour side? I don't know about short term, but they, I mean, they do have, they do have, you know, three of the Justin Thomas and John Rahm and Rory McIlroy kind of on their side. And I think that that's a very good thing. Those are the, you know, three of the best in the sport right now, three of the biggest draws. I would throw Jordan Spieth into that um, bucket as well. So, you know, if they can keep like a core four or five guys like, like they have right now and, you know, let live kind of take the, you know, the aging older guys, um, that that's a big win for them. But if they start picking off the Cam Smiths of the world, you know, if they get a Patrick Canlay or a Victor Hovland, um, and if they start picking off these college kids, like, like it's rumored to be before they kind of get to the PGA tour, that's going to be tough for them to withstand. And I think at some point there's going to have to be some kind of merger agreement. Rory McIlroy's already changed his tune on that. So that that's tough. That was a tough blow for the PGA tour last week as well. So um, Yeah. Man, um, that's wild. Uh, so it seems like this is not dying down, just like conference realignment in college football. Yep. This is just going to be a thing and something we just have. It's going to be unsettled for a while. Um, yeah, that there will not be a conclusion anytime soon here. Um, what is the, what with the majors uh, coming to a close this season, um, what was your biggest major result surprise uh, now that the season, all the majors are done? I would say um, Jordan Spieth not, um, really challenging as as much as I as much as I thought he would. I thought he com- kind of completed his comeback a year ago, even without a major win. And I think a lot of people thought that. And and I thought he'd turn up at Augusta and play really well. He didn't have the best week, 
Um, I thought he'd have a better week this past. I mean, he's still finished in the top 10, but uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing how um, a guy who kind of, you know, ripped off three in a row, same goes for Rory ripped off four in a row early in their careers. Um, and then it just gets harder and harder and harder, especially when you, when you come as close as, as he has since. So uh, I would say Spieth not, you know, really challenging for one. I know he was in the top 10 last week and um, played okay in the other ones, but not, not seriously contending was pretty surprising to me. Do you think he gets back? Do you think that, did you see anything with his game that makes you second guess that belief before the year? No, I absolutely think he gets back as long as he gets to go to Augusta every year. Um, he's going to have plenty of magic uh, at that course for, for a very long time. And, and the same goes for, for the British Open because he's such a has such a creative mind and, and sees the game kind of differently and can kind of will putts into the hole. It's, it's been the putter for him that's gone cold this year, which, which is hmm. pretty shocking because that was his, you know, the, the magical club for him for such a long time. So if the putts start to fall again, his ball striking was a lot better. Um, he's driving the ball better. That was, that was kind of his biggest bugaboo for a while. So um, once the putter comes back around, I have no doubt uh, he'll he'll kind of be back at, in the top ten in the world. Uh, we'll end with this. What is the storyline that's got your attention over the next several weeks, months? Uh, in golf as a whole, it doesn't be, just be the PGA Tour, live whatever it is. What do you what has your attention right now? Yeah, I think that's that's the number one story in the sport right now. It's amazing. We had like a little four day break from it where. Um, Everyone was so, you know, thrilled that the Open was at St. Andrews and, um, you know, Rory was in the mix and it was all setting up to be this really nice fairy tale storyline. And then Cam Smith wins and, you know, right in the press conference gets asked about Liv. So we're diving right back in uh, headfirst to this storyline. we got the FedEx Cup coming up. Um, yeah, that, it, it's right back to the PGA Tour Liv uh, whole debate right now. Do you think that's appropriate to ask those guys that like at this? Like, is that I, something I, you're OK I, with? I see both sides to the argument um, I've seen on, on social media where, you know, it's the biggest moment of his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not the best time to bring up such a controversial topic that he's, you know, going to give a non-answer to. But at the right. same time, it's like, when are you going to, when are you going to ask him? He's going to, you know, ride off into the sunset for these next few weeks, take a few weeks off. Um, who knows when we'll see him again. Maybe, maybe FedEx cup playoffs, maybe an event before that. Um, so yeah, you know, it's a tough, it's tough. Um, that's, that's an interesting debate as well. There you go. Uh, Chris, what can we check out from you across uh, golf digest and everything else this week? Uh, Golfdigest.com. I'm always, I'm always, uh, writing stuff there. Um, Twitter at C powers 14, obviously. And then, uh, the be right podcast where we, uh, we talk a little gambling picks each week on the PGA tour event. There you go. Good luck the rest of the way, sir. And, uh, we'll have to check back in again soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. All right, y'all. That'll do it for the Wednesday, July 20th, 2022 edition here on the Chase Thomas Podcast. Thank you to Christopher for coming on the podcast to talk all things golf. So hope you guys enjoyed our conversation. If you did, uh, please make sure that you leave this show a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That is indeed how you listen to today's program. Helps other people find the show and it helps this show continue to grow. Uh, like and subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash Chase Thomas Podcast. Uh, new episodes coming out tomorrow, rest of the week, jam-packed, all kinds of content coming down the pike here on the Chase Thomas Podcast. So look out for that. All kinds of fun stuff. Um, there you go. All right, Uncle Derek, how'd I do?
Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.